to the Denver Terrace Draft Den for episode one of the Daft Drafters Round Preview. That's right, lads. Your round previews are coming to you via podcast format in season 2021 as the Daft Drafters as a league continues to grow and expand. No more reading essays from your commissioner before each round. No, you get to sit down, listen and enjoy. We've got a bumper episode coming your way. Plenty of big name guests. We've got Ollie Hicks coming on. We've got Lockie Crawley. We've got Hornsbet. And we've got a nice brand new segment to finish off the episode, which I can't wait to show you. I know we're all strapped for time, so I'm going to get straight into introducing the first ever guest on the Daft Drafters podcast. We're a happy team at Johnson's. We're the mighty screamer Johnsons. We love to score and we play for the king. Racking up points with a grin at Johnson's. Welcome to the Daft Drafters podcast, King. Um, you're obviously the reigning premier, mate. Have you experienced that yet? Or does it still give you goosebumps? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Jim. Um, I know uh, you're short of time, so um, I consider it a privilege to be on here. Um, Don't worry at all. Yeah, as you say, um, it's just one of those things that I take in my stride, really. Um, it would be probably, you know, perhaps a little unfair for me to say I went into the season expecting to win, but these kinds of things just seem to happen to me. So um, <laughs> it, it well and truly has sunk in. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah, well, good to hear, mate. Um, can you share any pieces of wisdom for us lowly coaches out there in regard to how to go about building a successful draft campaign? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess number one is trust your players. Um, <laughs> when I sort of throughout the season, um, I did think about making a few changes. Um, uh, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, if players know that they're trusted to do the job, there's a reason that I picked them in the first place and I don't make mistakes. So there's a reason I picked them in the first place. So to make any changes would sort of under undercut that. And um, For example, Tim Kelly um, was sort of wavering. He kind of had an almost season in a lot of respects. Yeah, and I did yeah. think that for the, um, for, I think it was the semi against Bill, but... Um, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. What did he get? 400, 500 points, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something in the ballpark, I think. Yeah, so it really just comes down to trusting your players. Wonderful. Um, mm. yeah, you did. You did draft well. Um, it's it's easy you. to trust your players when you when you pick good ones. Um, oh, that's right. As much as you need to trust the players, they also need to trust you as the coach as well. Mm. So. How did, how did you instill that trust? Was that just by, by backing them in and, and not really showing yeah. any wavering confidence? Absolutely. Um, I think just by virtue of having no trades, um, yeah. he's going to think, all right, well, he's picked me for a reason and I'm going to reward him tenfold. And they did. Yeah, I mean, it's smart coaching, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just having sort of changes from week to week, you know, team chemistry is one thing that suffers. So I just knew the boys were going to play the best together um, when they weren't being chopped and changed. Yeah, fair enough. Um, mm. So yeah, two of, two of your better picks were Jack Steele and Christian Petrarca, who you did pick mm-hmm. up with, with value picks for sure. Um, and those yep. boys essentially carried you all the way to the premiership. Is there anyone mm-hmm. in this year's 
rendition of the Screamer Johnson's 18, or more currently and crashly, mind you, known as Darren Mingington, mm. believe can replicate the feats of a steel or Petrarca and have him competing for top honours once again. Probably should have looked at my team before this interview. Um, <laughs> I haven't forgotten it. Well, let's let's go through. No, no. You've, you've um, got. I, I think um, I think Dunkley. Uh, I think I remember yeah. you on draft night saying um, whether I'd listened to something you'd said. I hadn't. I had a look <laughs> at the West Coast, uh, West Coast, West Coast, Western Bulldogs midfield, um, yep. and had a look at the board line and sort of how they were going to interact with one another. And I think Dunkley's in for a big season. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely one that, that could explode for sure. Mm. It wasn't an early pick, though. Do you have anyone that you might have grabbed a little bit later that, that could have, that you think could... Uh, oh, I, could really... I see. Um, I reckon um, uh, Orazio might have, might have oh, uh, yeah. slipped the cracks a little bit. I think he might have been my last on-field pick. Because, um, yeah. you know... Advice. The last season he had meant that, you know, he'd, he'd be going for, for chump change this year. Um, but I just think, depending on the role that Port give him, he could see a lot of the footy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, being in a good team makes a big difference. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> Go Dons. Um, Go Dons. And you've obviously gone with Jack Steele again. I mean, trust you boys. It's, that's your coach uh-huh. philosophy, really. So, mm-hmm. once again, instilling trust well, early in the season. Well, I think he'd earned his spot um, based on the year that he had. Um, and that just comes back down to, you know, trusting your players. They trust you. It's, a, it's you know, it's a formula for winning. 100%. And we like it. Um, mm. Moving on from, from Jackie Steele, um, oh. talk us through the inspiration for the name change from Screamer Johnson's 18, which made <laughs> wonderful content for a fantastic song, by the way. Um, to Darren Mingington, where'd that come? Yeah. From? Uh, peer pressure, in a word, Tim. <laughs> um, we were there were some obscene things That's being yelled out next to Jesse Livermore. Yeah, exactly. So I had to, um, yeah, I, I had to come up with something. But I, I, I'm told that you can edit your team name so that Darren Mingington may. Um, oh, under review. Well, it may be under review. It may be a sort of pre-season thing that we look at changing for round one. Yeah, right. Well, round one is, you know, around the corner. It has to imminent. be. Imminent. Yeah, imminent. That's a good word, King. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Right, King. I want you to give me your tip for the most likely team to challenge you for this year's premiership. Oh. Well, I don't really have much confidence in any of you based on last year's happenings, but... I will say that I was impressed on draft night by the the silent assassin, Froggy. Um, mm. What's his name again? Bloody Guelph on the Shelf, which I also oh, like. Um, so I reckon he just seemed to be... He didn't buy into all the crap that was going on inside um, Darth Drafter's headquarters. And so I think he got to pick a team with... Yeah. So I reckon he's probably the man who's most likely probably have to um, agree with you in that he was kind of sliding under the radar a little bit on draft night. On yeah. Kept yeah. popping up with some decent picks and was speedy, which I really respect. Speedy picks. Yeah. Good yeah. Cool. All right. And do you, have a, do you have a sneaky little tip for the spoon as well? Um, hmm. 
let's see. I think it could be one of the wills, really. I think it's inevitable because <laughs> the amount of showboating and just pomp they comes out of their mouth, I think they're due for grace, you reckon? Absolutely. A massive fall from grace. So, one of the wills. Fair enough. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, mate. Well, uh, once again, congratulations on last year's premiership. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, not Thank you, sir. Longer as the reigning premier. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Absolutely, mate. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, I look forward to a, um, an exciting and not so challenging year ahead. <laughs> Been a pleasure, mate. Talk to you. Good on you, dear. So there you have it, reigning premier Ollie Hicks. Confident that he can back it up once again. We'll move right along to the next segment, and this is the one that uh, makes up the crux of the podcast from week to week, and it is Crawley's Calls. In this segment, I sit down with Lachlan Crawley, and he takes me through who he thinks will win each head-to-head matchup in each round and why. Welcome, Lock. It's a pleasure to have you. Jimmo, the pleasure's all mine, mate. Righto, so first game of the round is Farmageddon versus Cripper's Cuties. You want to give us your thoughts on that one? Well, the battle for Denver Terrace, Jim. It's been highly talked about in the house this week. Um, both teams, I believe, might be using the Poopo loophole, which we chatted about at the, uh, what was it, at the draft. On draft night, yes. Yeah, where you get the emergency score, so yes. you can just roll without a Ruckman. Elliot really shunned that that strategy, but yet he's using it round one. Um, bit, of a, bit of hypocrisy, you reckon? Yeah. Early? Yeah. Um, it doesn't shock me from Dubba, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit hypocrisy. Uh, going through Jim's team, looks solid there. I don't know if the Trelaw will see tonight how, how well he goes, but you've got three North Melbourne players, and they traditionally don't score well. You're right, but the likes of a Simkin, well, he's just a bona fide gun, and he's their number one midfielder, and a Stevenson and Zeeble in new roles, both should score well. Yeah, you're not convincing me though, Jim, to be fair. I uh, I look at Dobber's team, Short's done well. He's got the Bont, Goey, Oliver, Hawk and Smith, Caldwell, Canelio, Clark, and then coming off the bench, who's he getting? Whose points are he getting? Probably Tommy Green and Noah Anderson. I mean, I've got to give it to Dobber. Like, plain and simple. Fair enough. It is Crawley's calls after all. <laughs> all right, so the next game of the round is Neils and Squeals versus Guelph on the shelf. Bloody good team, the Squeals. God, they look look at that. Shy Bolton already in Nank. He's done the Poopo Lupo as well. Who who's the coach of the Squeals? That's right. That's me. The coach of the Neils and Squeals. Uh we'll be playing Sammy Hanlon with the Guelph on the shelf. He nicked a few picks off me in the draft, I believe. And he's got Zachy Bailey there that I like and big Huey McCluggage. Um Carl Lankin could explode too. Well, I don't know about that. You are <laughs> you are Don's fan. No, Don's fair enough. <laughs> I think Gaff was a pretty shit pick. He took him pretty high, pretty trash. Uh, and Widow is fucking useless. There's a reason the Lions got rid of him. Like, the bloke can't defend. He's a concern for me. He is still, to this point, at time of recording, not guaranteed to be selected. He can't, mate. He can't defend. That, what was it, the prelim against GWS, fucking, what's his name, Daniels, got in behind him and kicked the winning goal to send them through to play Collingwood. Yeah. Like, Widow should fucking die in a, a ditch. Like, well, I'm off him. Don't let us wondering. And fucking, <laughs> who went to school with him? Um, Liver Zanchero. Yeah, right. You you tell him next time you see him. I will. I'll let him know. Uh, wait, who would I go pick here? Oh, Han's team. It's just like it's all right, but it's trash. Like, there's no way the school's going to lose from here. 
pretty easy win for the Squeals. Right. I think I won't lose a game all year, to be fair. That's a big call early. No, that's from... correct, Jim. Smart calls. Well, that's what we want in quality. Write it down. We want the big calls. Uh, uh, Jaden Kent versus Hudson's Hornets. Hudson's Hornets talks a big game. How's it going to go? Round one. Hudson's Hornets. Well, you look at the scores here. Doc's pulled in a 94, which he was projected to get. And Pressy's pulled in at 82. He's got Hunter Fife, Danger Phillips, Nicky Hind, which are, he might go all right this year. McDonald maybe as well and Rowley. It's a good-looking team. But there's there's just like you look at Nico's team. Jaden can't win a game this year. He's played Paddy Dower, which is just an absolutely terrible pick. The bloke had like 60 to halftime and did nothing. Couldn't hit a target. He hit down the bounds about yeah. three times as well. That was a mare in the second half from Paddy Dow. It looked like an absolute masterstroke in the first half, and then it all came Nah, it is just who the hell is playing Paddy Dow? <laughs> Nico, you deserve to lose, like honestly. And you've picked up Duray as well. Like, that is just gross. I think Liam Duggan will be a good pick. He should see a rise in scoring. It doesn't year. matter, mate. Nico's played Paddy Dow. The game's over. This one goes to the horse. Right. Moving right along. Sorry, Nico. Um, the Fish Dog Squadron versus Carl Nankford. Yeah, Fish. Yeah, Fish would be disappointed in Crips and Lambert there. Um, pretty high picks, I I'll imagine. Tell you who I'd be disappointed in is fucking David Teague. Crips was dominating until halftime. Or did you reckon Teague put him down forward? Teague put him forward, and that was it. Yeah, I don't know. He still like he was dominating, but he didn't have the big score to halftime either. So it might have been disposal efficiency or something. But shit, fish. You, you might not win a game all season. Who are you playing? You got Neil Bullen on the on the uh, on the field, and Timmy English, who Steph Martin's going to take a bit of ruck time over there. Yeah, it's not great. I don't. I love, but I do like Butters though. And Blitzab's yeah. gone to that Harry Taylor role. I don't know how well he's going to go. Mm. Um, the squadron might be in a bit of trouble. But Bakes. There's only one reason I'm giving Bakes the win this week, and it's because he's gone with a culture pick and he's big Will Setterfield and he's played him round one. And we love that from Bakes. Back in his boys. Great culture at the club. <laughs> Bakes wins. Next game, Jim. Righto. Jack McGravish versus Row, Row, Row Your Bottom. What a name. Yeah, yeah. Paddle bum. Love that. That's what BT's grandson isn't. Oh, no, he's not his grandson. His nephew. Yes, Sorry. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should know. He, he mentions it enough. Yeah, he does. For uh, Jack McCrayfish, Jesse, what a ripper start. I don't think he like knew Dustin Martin was going to go off like that. He'll claim it. But well, no that's doubt. That's how Dusty goes, isn't it? It's a big game. Dusty was probably going to score well. I mean, 160, you're probably not expecting that. But, you know, that's Dustin Martin for you. It's pretty massive. And then Sardi, like... Jim, you must love Sardi's performance last night. I'll tell you what, Adam Sard can go and fuck himself. <laughs> fuck the Blues, too. Nah, Jesse's team's actually pretty lit, to be fair. Great start. You can't see him losing from there. But the reason I'm giving it to Liv is this week is he's got four blokes, and their first initial of their names are J. So he's got four. Good initial. Yeah, Shero's most initials starting with his C, he's only got three. So Ooh. it's very telling for that game. Give True. this one to Livers. Next game, Darren Mingington. Last game of the round, Darren Mingington versus Patrick Whipper. The Goldstein Cup. The Goldstein, is it? Yes. Well, Hicksy tried to pick up Goldstein with his first <laughs> yeah, pick. The draft. A, a lack of knowledge on how to actually use the Supercoach website meant especially, that he ended up with Jack Steele. Especially for a bloke who's won it before. <laughs> it's just horrendous. Uh, but George has gone and taken Goldie off him. So, a bit of a 
uh, a revenge game. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But look, George has had a great start. Sammy Walsh, Kearns, like, they've ripped it out. Like Sammy Walsh is going to be awesome all year. He's a great pick, Sammy Walsh. He is going to be a gun. Like if George is looking to trade him, <laughs> I'll be listening because he's awesome. Uh, look, nothing really amazing here though on both lists. Nothing gives me a heart on Jim. Uh, Fair enough. Personally, Dunkley probably does give me a heart on. Oh yeah, just because you got him classic, but not really. Like uh, Shields, Smith, Warple, McAvoy, Mills. It's two pretty boring teams. Like Goldstein, Andrews, Bruceman, and Gola. You will not have a beer with any of those blokes. I don't know. Like honestly, maybe Laddams. He looks like a bit of a lad, but other than that, even Jackie Billings, massive flog. Are you saying Laddams looks like a lad just purely because of his name? No, he's like he loves getting on the sauce. I've seen oh, it. Um, boring game. Don't really care who wins. I guess George has got a good start, so he'll probably take it out. Over to you, Chew Man. Ash Chua with Stat of the Round. Okay. Chew Man, Chew Man, turn your mic on, mate. You're on air. Over to you, Chew Man. Well, Locke, we had a, a record three poop hole loopholes this week. Only one or two poop holes were exploited for the entirety of last season. Uh, we've already had three used in round one. Uh, funnily enough, all those coaches do live together at Denver Terrace. Make of that what you will, mate. Cheers, true man. That's it, Jim. That was Crawley's Calls. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of it, Crawls. That's all right, mate. So that was Lachlan Crawley giving us his opinions on who's going to win each head-to-head matchup. I'm going to throw now to William Hornsful with Hornsbet. Horse, you there, mate? Horse. Right, we seem to be having some technical difficulties getting through to William Hornsful. Um, we'll try getting back on later on in the show. Wouldn't be a debut podcast without some form of hiccup. Um, but soldiering on, this next segment I'm very excited about. I had to coax him into actually participating in this, but we got there in the end. Here is Baker's Bake. Is this thing on? Where do I start? Supercoach has stitched me up, showing no injuries. What kind of a fucking website is this? I've seen more technical aptitude from Dusty on a Saturday night at Revs. It slow cooked me like Sicilian lamb. An absolute tragedy to have my star half back not lining up. Sonny Walters as well, ready to explode for 150, but instead his hamstring erupted. I've got more hope of winning than Lord Farquhar did with the C on Matty Cruiser. There's a man here who might think he's got away with this, the commish. I'll tell you what, son, you're well within my crosshairs. Farmageddon clearly trying to sabotage the rest of the competition so he can finally be rewarded for his 10,000 hours. Send me a pineapple, mate. That's fucking bullshit. You know what? Fuck New York Minute as well. How am I possibly meant to make a logical decision with 27 beef patties in my stomach and a draft starting well past my bedtime? Fish dog, you can get fucked too. Will Brody's fired up. He's going to feed you with a fresh 38-pointer. Don't you worry about that, mate. Next year, I'm coaching St. Albans. Go fuck yourselves. And that was a fired up Dom Baker, lads. Jeez, I'd be fired up too if I'd drafted a bloke with an ACL for the season. But, you know, it's a long year, Bakes. I'm sure you can come back from this. Anyway, um, unfortunately, we've been unable to get a hold of Will Horsfall at all. So you'll all have to wait for Horn's bet. Um, here's hoping we can get him on the line Sooner rather than later, um, I'll be sure to let you know when we get that up and running. But until then, 
Thanks for listening to the first ever The Daft Drafters preview podcast style. Um, I'll be looking forward to bringing you episode two in a week's time. Until then, ciao.